This is WWE superstar Drew McIntyre, and you're listening to the WWE Podcast. One that everybody wants me. All right, everybody, guys and girls, welcome back to another edition of the SmackDown Review right here on the WWE Podcast. As always, I'm one of the hosts here on the show, Michael Ritter. You can find me on Twitter at Michael5Ritter and on Instagram at MichaelRitter5. Also the host of the Football Function Podcast. We'll get into that here in just a little bit. Joining me on today's episode, the 80th edition of the SmackDown Review since I've been at the helm here. I'm keeping count. Don't worry. John Carrasco. John, how you doing, bud? Thank you so much for coming over here. Doing it a little bit later than usual. Obviously, I'm going to tell the listeners why here in just a little bit, but how you doing? I'm doing pretty good, man. I'm definitely, uh, you know, feeling that little beat train from work and everything like that this week. So, you know, definitely trying to find a little bit of more energy to kind of go through the week. I know we got another work day and everything like that, and it's going to freaking kill me. But got to get it done. Yeah. In wrestling terms, this is like a gauntlet match. You know, like we've already gone through five dudes, and now we're about to get like the next guy coming out here tomorrow. And he just so happens to be, you know, the number one contender or something. So mm-hmm. we got to, you know, push through here, running on fumes. But, anyways, we'll get a nice little day off there on Sunday, get to enjoy some basketball, all that good stuff. So I'm yes, looking sir. forward to that. That's what's getting me through this. But uh, the reason why I kind of preface the show with my football podcast. Is is because obviously it's the NFL draft. Like the NFL draft only goes on for three days every year, and we're smack dab right in the middle of it on day two. And obviously having to watch SmackDown, having to watch two rounds because that's what it is. Friday day two is rounds two and three. Work a full work day, which we did not get off early. In fact, I actually missed like the first like ten picks of the draft. And um, yeah, so. My schedule's been pretty damn hectic for the past three days, just being completely honest. But I'm not complaining. Obviously, I signed up for all this stuff. It's fun. The fact that we're actually doing it. Like, I didn't have to tell Matt, hey, we are obviously I got to cover the draft for my my football podcast, so we might not be able to do the SmackDown review this week. Can I, you know, get a celebrity shot? I mean, Conway Twitty has – or Kanye Twitty. Sorry, I actually said the real guy's name. Anyways, Kanye Twitty is uh, somebody who's filled in in the past for me here. And giving me like a little bit of like, I think it might have been like Thanksgiving or something like that. I hit up Kanye Twitty and he filled in for me, came in the clutch. And um, yeah, I'm glad I didn't have to do that though. I didn't have to message Matt. You came through, obviously. We were able to stay on schedule, keep this train rolling because we talk about it all the time. We do pride ourselves on being on time, doing a good job with these, you know, with these shows. I feel like they are pretty um, entertaining. I mean, they're not like. Oh, yeah the Pat McAfee show or anything like that. But even for a wrestling show, we're doing pretty damn good here. I will say not to toot our own horn or anything like that. And that's for all the other shows, not just saying me and John, like any show you listen to here on the WWE podcast, you're more than likely going to come away pretty satisfied with, uh, with what you just listened to. But anyways, we are going to get through this episode, but just bear with us kind of similar to last week. The, the work day kicked our ass. Here we are again. We're running on fumes. Had just got our ass kicked by another day, another day tomorrow coming to uh, kick our ass again. But here we are, just here to talk some wrestling. Oh, yeah, man, and definitely ready for it. And I do want to kind of, you know, give a shout-out to, I believe it was uh, Dennis McKinley. Yeah. Yeah. He had, uh, or Mike showed me that he had kind of reached out to me and everything like that. And you can find me, you know, I'm still on Twitter. You find me at uh, B-I-double-G underscore speaker. You know, big underscore speaker. Speaker, of course. Yeah. Yeah, you just find me there. You know, I'm still available and everything like that. So, yeah, it was definitely interesting to see that he had, like, kind of reached out and everything. So Yeah, he's like, know, hey, so- I tried to follow this dude on Twitter. What the hell's going on? Dude, I like him on your show. Tell him to freaking follow me back. So, yeah, mm-hmm. Dennis, you, uh, I did immediately. As soon as I saw that tweet, showed it to John. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, B-I-double-G underscore speaker. For all you guys out there who are trying to get a hold of John, you can find him there. He loves talking wrestling. Give him some wrestling yeah. conversations. He's course, new to this. Ask him some things. Shoot him some things to watch. You know, give him some suggestions, all that good stuff. That's where you can get a hold of him if you want to do any of that stuff. But 
with all that being said, are you ready to dive in to this episode of SmackDown? Oh, yeah. And uh, before we do, I want to give, a, you know, just a little shout out to, of course, Randy Orton because of the 20th oh, yeah. you know, year celebration, I guess you could say, that Definitely. they had for him. So, you know, give him a shout out before we get to the branch on him in the show. Yeah, exactly. That's actually a very good point. I'm glad you brought that up because this is one anniversary that really made me feel old, you know, because I truly saw wrestle or Randy Orton's entire wrestling career you know i've seen him come in as that young upstart dude who was like injured for whatever reason like his shoulder mm-hmm. or something like that was hurt and he'd keep making cameos on raw saying i'm at 75 percent i'm at 82 percent and he would have like a setback or something like that it was like the ultimate hill thing to do but he was like basically tracking his recovery from that shoulder injury and that's whenever he eventually made his debut joined the group evolution and yeah. i mean was taken under their wing just, I mean, he jumped on that money train, and it was the smartest thing he ever did. I mean, he was just not even, we don't have to get too far into Randy Orton, but dude, some of the things he was doing early in his career, if you do any research, watch a documentary or something like that, you can see that Randy Orton definitely has had an untraditional path mm. to being like a 14-time champion, like a third-generation superstar. It's not exactly as like chalked up to being like as poetic as you would expect. Like, there's a lot of yeah. dark days in Randy Orton's past, I will say. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, that's kind of interesting. I mean, didn't know, like, too much of the detail, but of course, yeah. I kind of, you know, saw him growing up and everything. There's like a that, reason so, yeah. why there's voices in his head. Mm. I don't know about that one. His song, come on, man. <laughs> but anyways, uh, <laughs> we're going to be talking about this SmackDown that aired on April 29th, 2022. Really quickly, shout out to my buddy Joseph Martinez, one of my best friends. His birthday's on April 29th. Shout out. And a huge wrestling fan. Obviously, me and him watched wrestling way back in the day. He was actually the WWF fan. Whenever I was a WWE, uh, WCW fan, I remember going out to eat with him and his mom. And I kind of, we had, the topic had come up that we both liked wrestling. And I just immediately started naming, oh, dude, Goldberg, Sting, mm. freaking NWO. I just started naming a bunch of WCW guys. And his mom's yeah. like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We watched WWF, but all right. <laughs> and right then I was like, wait, what? And then kind of that's whenever I was introduced to there being another company out there. And just where I was from, like the cool kids watched WWF. You know, like all the cool kids were watching that back in the day. And I was kind of that that uh, that weird kid over there watching WCW, I guess. I don't know. Was, I enjoyed all professional wrestling, but I just wasn't like, I guess – privy to yeah just being able to watch whatever i wanted you know i had to watch whatever was put on the tv they just so happened to put on monday night nitro yeah and uh i was ready to rock but anyways like i said happy birthday joey appreciate you for listening obviously he's been tuning into this show for a pretty long time since we've been doing it since i've been doing it over damn near two years now so uh shout out to joey happy birthday bud but we will go ahead and dive in here to this smackdown it starts with the steel cage now i thought this was going to be the main event i I really did whenever you start a show with a steel cage you're kind of raising the bar that this is going to be a pretty good show and i did feel like this show was pretty entertaining i mean i had to kind of rush through it fast forward through all the commercials didn't really get a chance to watch any video packages or entrances Mm -hmm. but i was able to watch the in-ring action the backstage segments all that good stuff just i mean the all the meat and potatoes of the episode, right. I was able to digest. Nice little uh, connection there on that food analogy. But mm-hmm. anyways, one thing I did notice from this uh, this move is that sunset flip powerbomb that Sami Zayn hit on Drew McIntyre in the corner of the ring. I'm not sure if you remember that or not, but it was a very impressive move by Sami Zayn to do it on somebody like Drew McIntyre. Yeah. Just uh, a hell of a move. Sami Zayn obviously was trying to escape the, the ring the entire time, climbing up the cage. Was never able to do it. Drew McIntyre wins with a claim more like you would expect. And uh, that's not the last we see of old Drew McIntyre in this show. Well, I mean, I think Hills is freaking interesting, man. I Like you said at the beginning, like, of course, you, yeah, like you'd say, you'd expect it to be at the end. But I thought, like, you know, I don't know, man, because I had the or the anticipation of seeing this from, like, last week, you know, like, ready, you know, so for them to start it off like this, I was like, Okay, let's get it going, you know, so I don't know. But I do think, like, you know, Sami Zayn, he had his chances, you know. I was like, what the heck's going on there, you know? I didn't think it was going to, like, go that fat, that way, you know. Yeah. Because that first one was kind of quick, when, the way he was getting out. And I was like, there's no way he's going to, you know, escape and stuff like that. So I was like, Drew, you got to get up. But he did take some freaking, like, a hell of a kick or a hula. A kick, yeah. Sorry, let me, let me correct myself right it's there. It's all good, yeah, go ahead. But, yeah, that, that was a nasty kick to the face right there. 
It was. Sami Zayn is one of the best in the business. Him and Drew McIntyre, I mean, they both know how to work. So that's one thing. You get those two together, they'll put on a damn good show. But yeah, oh, yeah. Drew McIntyre gets the win like you would expect. We will see him a little bit later on in this episode of SmackDown. Up next, though, Happy Talk with uh, yeah. Happy Corbin. He's out there, and he kind of just starts roasting Madcap. He uh, obviously takes credit, says that he made him the man that he is today, yada, yada, yada. He threatens to destroy the Andre the Giant Memorial Trophy, and he has that hand-delivered out to the ring because, remember, he stole it last week or something like yeah. that. I don't remember exactly what happened. Yeah. Like I said, it's been a long week. He had beat him up, and then he took it from the little side. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, he has it hand-delivered, a pretty big-sized, I guess, uh, employee is mm-hmm. the one who delivered it out there. And Drew Matt, or and Happy Corbin picks up a sledgehammer, you know, or he threatens to to hit it with a sledgehammer. Sorry, guys. I'm a little bit loopy there. <laughs> but uh, Madcap Moss is disguised, and he is the one who picks up a sledgehammer. I knew somebody was picking yeah. up a sledgehammer. It ended up being Madcap. I thought he actually, the way he was grabbing it, how he had his hand there Dude. on the end, I thought he was going to do it. I yeah. really did. I was like, oh, man, Triple H used to do this on a weekly basis. Like, I yeah. loved whenever he did that. It looked so badass. I was hoping that they would bring it back, but they didn't, obviously. He swung for the fences, but he just came up a little bit short. Yeah, I was uh, like I had mentioned off air, man. I had picked up on it that he was like one of the yeah, and I did bringing yeah. it down. It was freaking crazy. You know, I was sitting there like with my lady and everything, and I had told her, you know, that's Madcap right there, you know. So I was already like expecting something to happen. So it was cool that it kind of like evolved that way. But I mean, yeah, dude, that freaking sledgehammer. I thought he was about to take one to the face. I was or, hoping he did. Yeah, just right to the top of the head. You know, yeah. get your hand there if you know if you do it right, mm-hmm. you can do this. But I mean, it's. It's 2022. They're never yeah, going to bring somebody back, like, has the, to pick up on it. You the know? direct I wish they be, would. Yeah. yeah, I mean, whenever they do it with the championship belt, and that actually reminds me of something Paul Heyman said a little bit later in the show, which I cannot wait to get to. But anyways, mm-hmm. yeah, I agree. This was pretty cool. I mean, they brawl, yeah, clearly, and uh, it's not the end, or it's not the last that we're going to see these two guys go at it. But let's see here: Ricochet versus Shanky up next, a match for the Intercontinental Championship. What did you think about this? It went on a little bit longer than I thought. Just because, I mean, the mismatch there, I thought maybe Ricochet would, like, luck into a win pretty early. And uh, he did eventually get him with a with a roll-up. You know, a pretty obvious move there. But this match went on a little bit longer than I anticipated. Just, I mean, J- uh, Shanky doesn't look like a guy who put on, like, 8 to 10-minute matches on a regular basis, I guess. Yeah. He just seems like a more of a quick match type of guy. Well, I mean, he was actually pretty impressive, man. I mean, rather than, like, the past times, like, seeing him always get beat up and stuff like that. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I was actually kind of, like, following him. I, yeah, it makes you want to see a little side, bit more. I guess you could say, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it is kind of interesting, you know, what happened at the end. I'll let you get to that. But, yeah, I mean, I thought the, the match was good. He, uh, Rick Shea, he definitely took a beating for sure, bro. Yeah. Like, the, some of those slams and, like, elbows that he was taking oh yeah i was like what the heck because that's a big dude yeah but yeah other than that i mean yeah i I thought it was a good match you know yeah it definitely caught my eye the way that shanky was kind of hanging in there and it does it makes you want to see a little bit more kind of how they Mm -hmm. eased us into omos like as far as like him in the ring like at first he was just walking out and they're like whoa who the hell is this big ass dude you know and then eventually yeah we start seeing him in the ring on a pretty regular basis but yeah, I feel like Shanky's somebody who you could definitely expect to see a little bit more of uh, as weeks continue on here on SmackDown. But after the match is actually where things get really interesting. Shanky and Jinder Mahal get like a little bit of an altercation, kind of like that first little just not seeing eye to eye. Mm-hmm. You know, Jinder looks like he kind of gets upset at him and he just kind of, Shanky just puts his hand and says, no, and just kind of stops him, you know, and then that's pretty much all it is. I thought maybe we'd see a shove or something, you know, but. Right. That's pretty much all that we got there. Yeah, I mean, I was kind of, I mean, it, it's interesting to see that because, you know, I mean, like putting them two guys together, I mean. That, it's a good that, match. That, that's a good match yeah. right there, too. Like, why would you, know, you do right it? Right off the yeah. top. So I'm kind of already thinking, you know, we're seeing, like, some good potential from Shanky right now. What can this, like, turn into, you know, long road, you know? Yeah. So I'm kind of, I'm with it. Yeah, that's why I think, like, if it's not broke, don't fix it, you mm-hmm. know? Like, I actually, for the first time, I'm. I feel like Jinder Mahal feels like he's in a natural role. Like, he's not yeah. just going out force. Like, he actually has some goonies, or at least he did whenever he had Veer Mahan and Shanky. Now he only has Shanky, and I'm actually extremely surprised that those guys have lasted. I mean, I know Veer kind of got repackaged a little bit, got a really hyped-up debut. But Shanky, once I heard that name 
the first time he ever showed up on my TV and I heard Shanky, I was like, that's not going to last. <laughs> like, this dude's about to be gone. And surprisingly, I have to admit when I'm wrong, he's actually stuck around. His role hasn't necessarily increased until lately. Mm-hmm. But, hey, I mean, better late than never. And I would definitely like to see what they can do with him if they can at least, you know. Because that's the thing. Like, I think he fits well with Shank- or with Jinder Mahal. But you never want to just be that big, dumb doofus who, like, is just basically Jinder Mahal's lackey, you know? So it's nice to see him kind of stand up a little bit, you know, put his hand in his face and say, no, like, shut the hell up, you know? Like, I just lost a title match, probably the only title match I'm going to get in the calendar year 2022, so who knows? Maybe he has some big stuff in store, but, I mean, a little tough to, you know, forecast at this point. Well, I mean, it is kind of crazy the way that he took the initiative last week to just, you know, step in whenever Jinder was talking to Ricochet about, you know, being a fighting champion and everything, so... I don't know. I mean, it's kind of giving me like that. Okay, I kind of let's see what he's about and everything like that, you know. Because, like I said, I've, I was used to seeing him get beat up all the time by everybody. So yeah, I mean, it's kind of good to see. And according to everybody, SmackDown sucks. So what? why not? Why not have Shanky get some more airtime? You know, according yeah. to everybody else. I mean, hey, I'm not saying it. I actually get offended when people say that. I really do. We, like we get a lot of views. Yeah, I know. That's one thing I will say. Yeah, SmackDown. Two hour well, show. I would say SmackDown. Let me say that. Yeah. Hey, we do too, bud. Oh yeah, of course. But yeah, but yeah, SmackDown. Freaking. Let's pull up the stats, right? Let's just say yeah, that. But anyways, yeah. I was gonna let's say continue. we got some facts behind us, right? There. Yeah. Let's continue on here. We're definitely, obviously, we were at that blue brand. Just so y'all know, they might be getting away with the brand split, but as the host here on the SmackDown review, we're one hundred percent blue. Like we're the blue mm-hmm. brand brawlers for a reason. That's Sir. because we rep SmackDown. But anyways, we'll continue. Up next here, we get Raquel Rodriguez versus Kat Cordoza. Relatively quick win. Not the not as, not as like your typical squash match for an enhancement talent. This went on a little bit longer. Clearly, they were trying to showcase a little bit of what Raquel can do. They didn't want to just, you know, give us a little bit of a sprinkle. They gave us a full couple bites. Yeah, man, it was kind of interesting to see this because, like, both of these women are kind of new to me and everything. And I don't know, I believe, I mean, I... Pretty sure they both said it, uh, Michael Cohen and Pat McAfee saying that it was a debut for both, both of them. Both of them, yeah. So they're both on the roster? That was a little bit of like a... Yeah, I'm kind of confused she's on that. She's not Ma- on the roster. Okay, she, but... She's not on the roster. That was just like a, like basically just a little fun fact. Like, yeah. Yeah, because they were hyping up Raquel, Gonz- or Raquel Rodriguez's debut. Yeah. Like so hardcore. So they were just saying, well, hey, I mean, technically, it's like it's just a little fun fact. You know, a, t- a boring announced team wouldn't point that out. You know, the yeah. fact that I mean, it was just one of those things because typically it's just an enhancement talent. So the fact that they said, hey, she's getting this is her debut technically on SmackDown, too. She's not on the roster, but it's her debut. So, OK, I get it. I, I kind of yeah, I kind of picked up what they were dropping there. But, yeah, the what what was the move that Raquel Gonzalez won with? Uh, I, I believe it was called the Chingona, Chingona Bomb. Sorry. Okay kind of butcher that but yeah yeah the chingona bomb yeah i want to leave that one to john obviously he uh if you haven't already if you haven't already seen him his pictures or anything like that john is hispanic so he mm-hmm. is the one who i kind of you know push the push those words to because i don't want to butcher him and if i was by myself i would try you guys have heard me butcher words from i mean the american language you know i butcher all kinds of words on a weekly basis but i mean so i'll kind of i'll toss that one to him but anyways oh, yeah, yeah. But I got you. I mean, and don't take from Mike too much. I mean, I, I know a little bit, a little bit, you know. Yeah. But I mean, he can't translate or nothing yeah, like yeah. that. But he can pronounce. He can, yeah, he can get a word. I, I, I can get. I can get us by if it, if we need it. But <clears throat> I mean, nice little shout out right there. I guess yeah. you could say. But I mean, yeah. I don't know, man. I'm kind of yeah. Like I was saying, both of them kind of being new to me and everything like that. I mean, the the one that, thing that got me though is like. She's cool, or Raquel, right? Dang, I can't even say I'm so Rodriguez, yeah, butchered right now. But yeah, she's like the way she was just smiling the whole time. Like, I don't know, after just the match, like, yeah, well, just like whenever she was like doing some nasty, like, uh, yeah, chingona bomb, you know, she, oh, yeah. she just was smiling the whole match. I was like, I mean, that's some good expression right there, but. Do you get mad at all, you know? She's trying to really sell that she's a baby face. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I get that. Because she was known as a hill in NXT for a while there. So I was kind of, I mean, it kind of just reminded me of like a a cousin that I have, you know. So it kind of just like touched a little bit, you know. Yeah. Up next, though, I will say we have a pretty interesting part. And it's uh, one of the, 
you know, I was surprised they put it in the middle of the show. Really, I, I thought this is something that deserved to be like at the very end, maybe even close out the show. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's the tag team unification contract signing, and the Usos. I mean, they go face to face. Obviously, they're gonna take turns taking shots. The Usos basically just say they have nothing to prove. You're the two. We're the ones. You know, the usual stick that they were saying. Riddle apparently can't tell them apart. That's what he says. He's like, you guys should get, um, WWE should get these guys some name tags just so basically we can tell them <laughs> apart. And that's where Randy Orton comes in. Yeah. And he actually says that he can easily tell them apart. He says that Jay is obviously the right hand man and Jimmy is a little bitch. That's what he said. I mean, yeah. it's, it's a PG show, but hey, if it's on the PG show, that's what he said, you that's know, quoted. so it was not. That's for sure. Was not uh, wiped out. It wasn't bleeped out. It wasn't, you know, sometimes they'll just, you know, have like a blank airspace. You can tell, wait, what the hell happened there? Because then, like, if, if uh, someone in the crowd yells the F word, you know, they'll do what they can to kind of bleep that out. But, anyways, as soon as he said that, Usos jump across the table. All hell wow. breaks loose. It's almost like Randy Orton shouldn't have said that because, you know, the con like the, the goal was to get that contract signed. Mm-hmm. So he could have a regular two or one team on another team unification match for those tag team belts but because they didn't get that contract signed right then and there the the brawl breaks out eventually rk bro kind of gets the upper hand but roman reigns music hits he starts to make his slow entrance and i guess rk bro just thinks that it's a video game and uh the usos are going to stay down forever Mm -hmm. because they just turn their backs on him like they're just like facing roman reigns for like three minutes or however long it takes or takes him to come out and of course they get attacked from behind hit with the 1d Roman Reigns goes out there. He rips up that contract, shoves it in Matt Riddle's mouth. Dude, that was just Savage mode. Mm-hmm. He's on God mode. Now he's, he was on Savage mode tonight. But, uh, yeah, shoves it in his mouth. They're beating the hell out of RK-Bro. And who comes out? None other than Drew McIntyre. Roman Reigns' next opponent. We finally get to, I guess, see the beginning stages. That, uh, that the granite floor has been laid for a Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre program at what is it? Clash of what? Uh, Clash of the Cla- uh, Castle. Clash Clash at the Castle? Yeah. Okay, Clash of the Castle. Okay, that's the pay-per-view at UK. I actually found that out today. John showed me while we were at work. So, I mean, I like that. It sounds like this could be a reoccurring thing. I mean, obviously, what, 70-plus thousand people? Is who's going to be at this pay-per-view? It's huge. They don't go to the UK. They don't do live televised pay-per-views there very often. So the fact that Drew McIntyre is going to be in this program over there against Roman Reigns, I mean, I know he's probably not going to win, but man, this could be, because I mean, keep in mind, Drew McIntyre, his championship run was during the COVID era. Mm-hmm. He is a two-time WWE champion, has had the championship in front of a live crowd zero days. Zero appearances in front of a live crowd with that championship. That's just downright wrong. Does not need to be a case very much longer. Um, I know Drew's got a long a long road ahead of him. Like he, He's not near the end of his career or anything like that. He's like just hitting his prime. You know, like I feel like he's just now kind of... Like he had to leave WWE, reinvent himself, come back. He's in his groove. He's trying to soak this up, this version of Drew McIntyre. And he's only getting better, you know, as the years go on. And... So it's not like this is his only chance to get that opportunity, but man, in his home, you know, country in the United Kingdom mm-hmm. or whatever, because or, I mean, I know he's from Scotland, obviously, but I don't, I don't have a map right here, so don't quote <laughs> me on anything like that. But you know what I'm saying, you know. I got you. I got you. Drew McIntyre being at that paper, I know we have some listeners from the UK, so I'm not trying to disrespect you guys or anything like that. Don't take it that way. But anyways, I'm just, you know, I'm not a huge geography person. But anyways, continuing on there. Needless to say. I'm a Drew McIntyre fan. As much as I love Roman Reigns, I love Drew McIntyre just as well. Not maybe not just as much, but I mean Drew McIntyre is the damn open of the show for Christ's sake. You know he said my damn name. Yeah, that's got to account for something. You know, and I've got a picture of Roman Reigns, so there's a little bit of there's a couple fights going on there. You know, <laughs> it's I'm torn here. I love this matchup. It's the perfect babyface versus the perfect heel, and uh, obviously we're gonna hear a little bit more about this because Paul Heyman finds. Who is it? Adam Pierce. And he calls out, or this is what I was saying whenever I mentioned uh, something that Paul Heyman says in the show. He specifically called Roman Reigns the undisputed champion. That's important because for a while there, it was the, 
I don't even know what the hell they were calling him. The universal champion. Obviously, mm-hmm. he was the the unified champion. I don't know what the name was going to be, what the belt was going to look like. But I think they kind of I think they finally stuck on a name. And I don't know. I, Paul Heyman's very calculated. He doesn't say things like that by accident. You know, he's not gonna let something like that slip. I think they were kind of testing it, throwing it out there, seeing if maybe people like us are going to catch on to it. And I did. I noticed that whenever he said undisputed champion, it sounded nice. It just sounded perfect. I was like, come on right there. Just leave it. Even just the WWE undisputed champion right there. I mean, we can, that's your name. That's your belt right there. And I mean, I feel like it's, it's fitting for a top championship. Do you agree? Or what what did you think about that? Sorry. Well, I mean, honestly, I I didn't actually pick up on that. So that's kind of a good thing that you kind of pointed it out to me because I mean, you know, Paul Heyman, he's kind of, like you said, he's he's direct with what he says and everything. So, I mean, yeah, of course, I mean, there's meaning to it. But, so, but yeah, I didn't, I didn't pick up on it. So, it's kind of good that you sh- uh, showed it to me. But, I don't know, man. It's kind of, yeah, it's it's hard right here, you know, because, like you said, uh, Drew McIntyre, Roman Reigns, you know, that's what kind of going to evolve to, you know, long run. So, I mean, it's hard to kind of side here. But, I mean, I don't know, man. Just... The way everything kind of happened, you know, with the signings and stuff like yeah. that, man. I, I don't know. I mean, I thought I thought it was gonna just happen right then and there. Like they were just gonna grab all the stuff, all the belts, you know, and just take it, you know. Oh yeah. That that that, that was just what, what I was thinking right then and there. Whenever he shredded the paper, but I was like, what, you know? But I mean, <laughs> yeah. it kind of played out different. But that was just my idea on it. Yeah, and and in the context of how Roman Reigns brought up Roman Reigns or how. Paul Heyman brought up Roman Reigns. Sorry, I know I probably messed that up there. But anyways, I mean, he was basically just telling Adam Pearce that you want to stay on his good side. You know, you want to mm-hmm. stay on the undisputed champion's good side. And th- after saying that, he pitches a six-man tag match at WrestleMania Backlash between Drew McIntyre, RK-Bro versus the Usos and Roman Reigns. And he says he was going to go to the board of directors if, if Adam, because Adam Pearce just says he can't change the match or whatever. And then Paul Heyman says, well... I would hate to have to go to the board of directors and say that you are um, preventing the WWE universe from getting this match, you know, trying to make it seem like that, trying to twist it a little bit. And eventually we do get that graphic. It pops up before the show ends. And that match is made official. It is a six-man tag match at WrestleMania Backlash. So the unification title match for the tag team belts is no longer – it's on pause right now, I guess. I, mean, I guess they're maybe holding it off because – I don't know if the goal all along was just to unify those belts or if it was just like the storyline kind of allowed it allowed them to do so. You know, Roman mm-hmm. or the Usos and RK Bro, just kind of how it worked out. I mean, I feel like obviously it was done on purpose, but why have like I don't know. It, it's just weird that that they that, that they announced it for WrestleMania Backlash. We had the contract signing it out of nowhere. Bam! It's it's like it's not a, it's no longer a unification match. Or is it still? Is the six man tag match still going to be just? I mean. If Roman Reigns pins Drew McIntyre, do the Usos get the belts? Like, that's kind of weird. I'm not really sure the dynamic or what they're going to do there. If we're just going to get that unification match a little bit later, I'd be fine with that, and they're just going to give us a six-man tag match. I don't know. Uh, It just kind of – it's something that popped in my head. I was like, well, I wonder what they're going to do because they're definitely taking a different avenue than I thought. Yeah, man, like seeing all this, like, start – like, I wouldn't even say, like, start happening, but, like, how, like – uh, Drew McIntyre and RK Bro like kind of lined up on the ropes, looking at the Usos and Roman walking out. I saw I, that was kind of like that's a freaking squad right there. Yeah, you know? I was like that's kind of a force, you know. So putting them and then the bloodline together, I mean that's kind of be that's gonna be interesting too. So I'm I'm with that six man tag match, but yeah, I mean I, I don't think it's gonna have like. Anything to do with the, you know, with I think, the belts. Yeah, I think it's kind of, kind of, you know, evolve itself a little bit farther in the line and stuff like that with uni or unifying. But I mean, that's just how it I'm could be. It, the, if it, they could have been. Hey, hold on, we're booking this U, uh, this UK pay per view. It's going to be huge, seventy plus thousand or whatever. Yeah. Let's have a unification match at that pay per view, dude. I think that as you were saying that, I think that's what I like. Mm-hmm. It was like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Like I mean, that. I, I mean, that's just, that's just kind of. How I see, I mean, because of course, I mean, Roman wouldn't just say, "Oh, I don't think he'd just say something about unifying," you know, for no reason. That's why I was so. That's why I was so surprised that he ripped up the thing. I was like, "Dude, it was your idea. You're the one that told yeah. him to go to Raw and unify the belts." Yeah, and that's then why. you rip up the contract. Like, 
Dude, it's a whole, whole different than like thought. Like, you know, I thought they were just gonna because every, everybody like, was already our, everybody was already knocked out. You know, Randy Orton had took two of the freaking one D uh, or no, he had took the super kicks. Okay, then, yeah, you're right. Yeah, my bad. My and bad. Yeah. They, they were all knocked out, so I thought they were just gonna take the belts and go. You know, that, yeah, that was my thinking on it. So I mean, it kind of threw me for a twist too. So I don't know. Right here. Yeah, this is getting interesting. They're definitely. It was. I feel like it was kind of predictable where I thought the Usos were going to get the unified belts, and now I'm mm-hmm. just like, man, I don't know what the hell's going on here. Yeah. I, I really don't. But it's interesting for sure. Let's see here. Continuing on in the show, what happens next? Oh, yeah, Naomi versus Shayna Baszler. Uh, Naomi wins, and Natalia. She comes in and gets a little bit of a cheap shot on Naomi. Sasha Banks obviously gets involved, and then Nat- or Natalia ends up putting Sasha in a sh- sharpshooter, kind of like right there between the ropes. It was actually a weird placement, but, I mean, you can get creative with it, I guess. While, whenever Natty had her in that sh- sharpshooter, damn it, dude, it's at the end of the show. I am trying to get through this. But anyways, while Natty had Sasha in the sharpshooter, hey, that's a tongue twister for anybody, all right? <laughs> but, yeah, while she had her there, Shayna Baszler actually had Naomi in the center of the ring and did that like arm thing mm-hmm. where she like steps on her wrist and then stomps on her arm, makes it go in that weird angle. That looked like it hurt. Yeah, this is what like they've used this as a storyline way to write people off TV. Like whether it's for a short period of time or in Nia Jack's case, I'm pretty sure this was like the last time we saw her whenever Shayna Baszler did this exact thing. Mm-hmm. Not 100% on. Like on that, don't quote me or whatever. But I remember that though. Yeah. So, and uh, Eva Marie, the same thing. She was, I mean, I don't know if this was like her last, like, I guess, uh, airtime, but I know that she got one right before she was let go. And I think mm. that this was just for a while there, that this was just like the, uh, what, what did they, I forgot what they called it, like the future endeavor stomp or something like that. Because once, once, Shayna did it to you. They'd write you off TV, and you'd get future endeavors. Like we wish them well in their future endeavors. Yeah. Like so, yeah. That was kind of just a nice little, nice little new name to that move. Obviously, they're not going to call it that, but just like for us fans that know what it means. Obviously, Naomi isn't getting fired, but I wonder what the hell they're going to do. She's definitely going to be. I mean, they like to make that move seem like it hurts them. You mm-hmm. know, like long term or not like a couple months, but. She's probably going to come out with a sling next week. And, you know, because Sasha Banks has a match against Natty. That was announced, so we're going to see that next week. Was it not announced? Yeah, but uh, I believe it's going to be against Shayna. Shayna? Yeah. Okay, you're right. My bad, my bad. Usually they do the reverse. Yeah, yeah. The reverse tag. I know I saw <laughs> Sasha Banks over there. I'm yeah. glad you're here. See? I, I, th- I think she just got to get her. I definitely uh, would have been, been getting called out on yeah. that one for sure. So, yeah, appreciate it. But, anyways, Sasha Banks, Shayna Baszler. Just a little quick prediction on that. Who do you think wins? Well, I mean, I think Naomi like be, Naomi won't be there likely. Yeah, I think there's going to be like you know some frustration that uh, Shasha's going to have to get out, you know, just to kind of you know back up her teammate and everything like that. So I'm, I think that she's going to pull that that one off. Yeah, she should be able to without a doubt. But at mm-hmm. the same time, I feel like they might want to make this team look strong. Yeah. If you can put Sasha on the shelf as well and just keep him out for like a couple of weeks, make them look like okay, they're going to come back pissed off. You can get some people interested in this feud, and that's mm-hmm. more than you know what the interest have, has been for like recent women's tag team programs. You yeah. know, they're just they're not that interesting. They're really not. I mean, Rhea Ripley, Liv, Carmella, Zelina Vega, it's never really done it for me personally. I can't speak for everybody, but in terms of like that division as a whole, it's lacking a lot. Mainly depth, you know, legitimate, credible teams. That's another mm-hmm. big one like that. Like we need some te- like some teams in order to have a division. Somebody mentioned this on the on the mailbag, and I've never been able to shake it. Um, getting rid of those women's tag team belts and just bringing in a mid-card women's title. Similar to, like, the U.S. and the IC, like, okay. what that is to the WWE and Universal, how it's, like, the mid-card belt where people like Ricochet have a chance to be a champion, you know? Yeah. I feel like you can do that. Like, your, your roster is structured for a mid-card belt because it's not structured for a tag team division. So if you can get all those women to, like, split up, split their teams up, I'm not saying they have to turn on each other. We could still have women's tag team matches, but we don't need a championship. We don't need a division, you know, set for that. The roster isn't that big, or at least the, the women's division isn't that big, big. Or Even if the bodies are there, like they have the right amount of people, they're not utilizing them. They're not yeah. putting them in teams. You know, they're just giving us the same few teams every week. So 
not really a whole lot that uh, that they can do there. I think they're kind of just booking themselves into a corner on a weekly basis with that division. But for the most part, we do get some good matches. Like we're starting to get interesting storylines. That's the whole mm-hmm. reason I kind of brought that up is that I am interested in what we have going on here. But I was gonna say, you know, I think some of these, yeah, like some of these pairings are starting to, you know, catch my attention. Then what had happened before, you know, because yeah, like the whole Carmella and. Queen Zelina thing, you know, that was a weird, you know, I know it was different, but yeah, I, I, I just couldn't do that. I was like, what the heck? You know, I just didn't feel like Carmella was really a fighter. And I quite, kind of felt like, you know, Queen Zelina, she was the one that was putting in most of the work for that. So I don't know. I just wasn't interested at the time. But like the pairings that they're starting to do now, you know, like the way they have Sasha and Naomi's a great team. Yeah, yeah. But like Liv and like Rhea, I didn't want to see that. Like that split dissolve and everything, yeah. But I mean, that was a good one. I thought, you know, so I don't know. I guess the uh, fans really aren't into that or something like that. But I mean, I don't know. I just thought that was a bad split. I guess you could say. But I don't know, man. The way that this is going, uh, Shayna and Natty. I mean, they're a force, you know. Of course, very brutal. Yeah, they're so, looking strong here lately for sure. Yeah, I, I think that you know, of course, like I was saying just a while ago, how you had asked me. I think, I mean, Natty, she might have like somewhat to do in that uh, match next week and stuff like that. You know, like distraction or some stuff. Yeah, but I'm hoping that Sasha she pulls that off. Me too. Me too. Up next, we get a little bit of a two for one special. We get two matches. First, it's Xavier Woods versus Rich Holland. Woods gets another win with the Backwoods. Pat McAfee says the backwoods always hits. That was and, funny. And uh, Sheamus calls out Ridge, basically just says, what the hell are you doing here? Let me show you how it's done. And then he immediately challenges Kofi. This is an old-fashioned battle of the 9 roster. These two dudes were both on the roster in 2009. But anyways, Kofi versus Sheamus next. Sheamus uh, catches Kofi with that knee whenever Kofi jumped off the top turnbuckle. Did you see that? He like, caught him with the knee right to the face. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then he hit him with a bro kick and then picked up the win. And uh, that's whenever Rich Holland power bombs Xavier Woods through that table after the match is over, right there in front of Pat McAfee. So, yeah, that that was a pretty good one. You know, I, at the very beginning, man, you know how like the New Day uh, theme song comes on, Big E's voice. You know, I'm kind of uh, Pat McAfee had mentioned it too. I'm starting to miss him. You know. Oh yeah. Like he's definitely like. Uh, you feel his absence. You yeah, really yeah, do. Yeah, it's it's kind of crazy. You know, just like without him there you know because i know they were already like split and everything like that but like ha- ha- just hearing his voice i was kind of like god where's this dude at you know i mean of course i know he's hurting everything like that yeah. but guys just crazy but i mean i don't know I-, I thought it was a good one and everything like that and i don't know i mean i'm, I'm kind of curious what's happening with butch you know i'm like well, where the heck's he at you know i'm like what the heck's he got no going? one knows where he yeah. is <laughs> so i mean the- now that i mean I don't know. I wasn't interested in, in it before, but I mean, now where the heck's he at? You know, that's kind of kept me on board with the two. So I, mean, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I have no idea where Butch is, number one. Mm-hmm. And uh, number two, I agree with you as far as Big E. Like, you do miss him. You know, you miss his presence. And it sucks, man. The, the, the harsh reality is we may not see him for a while. Like, if ever again. And I don't want to, I don't want to even like think about it like that. But dude, it's true because. That's a serious damn injury, you know, yeah. broken necks with wrestling. I mean, yeah, he's going to be able to walk. He's going to be fine, but he's not going to be able to compete the way he did anytime soon. At least that's just the, that's my idea about this, you know. Like, why mm-hmm. would he? Like, you want to take this serious, the recovery, everything like that. You don't want to tweak anything because, I mean, obviously his life is more important than him getting back in the ring. But I hope I'm wrong. I hope we see Big E back sometime soon and uh, looking like himself and all that good stuff because that – just seeing him, the, the way that happened in Birmingham, Alabama that day, that smackdown that we were watching, just mm-hmm. you don't want to see it in like that. You know, you, you can't see it in like that. I think he's a fighter, you know, obviously. He's going to be trying to come back. He, he's Big E for Christ's sake. But, I mean, it's just as someone who's, like, so over with the crowd and, like, the crowd just, like, organically got behind, that's, like, the last person that anybody would picture that happening to, yeah. you know? So we definitely, you know, well wishes to Big E. We want him back. Like, we really, I'm glad you pointed that out because, I mean, you do, you miss him, man. You don't want to see somebody get put on the shelf like that whenever they're in the prime of their career. You know, they mm-hmm. fought and clawed to get to this point where he just had a single run less than a year ago. He's still featured. He's back with his boys. You know, it's it sucks, man. But anyways, we'll continue on here. Lacey Evans, Chapter 4. She talks about her father disappointing her and all that stuff. 
snooze fest. I'm sorry. I, I mean, on a night where I was already tired, WWE's got some balls putting this late in the show. I will say because man, I was trying to stay awake there. Chapter on the couch. four. Chapter four, man. Gosh. We're. I mean, jeez, dude, we're come on. A book or something. You no. Know? Like, and every single one, it's like, like, all right, look, I'm gonna be honest. I feel for her, you know, everything yeah, she's talking course, about. I don't think, I don't think she's lying. I'm any, anybody who's been through that, you know, a, a parent who's not there and all that, all that stuff, you know, I don't want to like completely just disregard that, mm-hmm. but they're putting this storyline, you know, mode. They're, they're making it part of her, her shtick. And number one, like I said last week, bring her out. Like, why yes. do we need to see her keep doing this? Because that number one, like, if she came out, if she came out and picked a mic up and said exactly the same promo that she's saying on that video package backstage, I would be more engaged. I would be more interested. I was like, okay, what's going to happen here? Something might happen. Somebody might come out. But whenever it's just a video package and she's saying the same thing that she said last week, just a different sad story, I'm like, okay, like, we know that you've been through a lot. But at the same time, we saw you on the main roster for, like, two to three years being an absolute B-word to everybody, you know? Like... So it's like, yeah, we get it, but hey, you're no freaking, you know, you're no s- nice lady, all right? <laughs> like, so let's just take it easy there, all right? But anyways, like I said, I mean, this is just one of the things that I'm like, man, if you're talking about, if you, if you say bad stuff about SmackDown, obviously, we, we we like to defend it. But if you're if you're coming at this section, or if you're coming at this segment of SmackDown, you're going to see me standing right there beside you talking crap, all right? Because I definitely want to see this thing, uh, you know evolve a little bit into something else because yeah i mean chapter four uh, at this point i am i'm counting you know i'm 100 percent trying to see how long this is going to go right now my over under is at 12 i don't know who is you know yeah. going to going to take that i assume a lot of people are going to take okay. the under you know but that's who knows you know, right a long time sure. they could do they could take the veer mahan approach here you know yeah. real slow burn well i mean I'm, I'm i agree with you man i'm like you said it's snooze fest you know i I, I, whenever they mentioned just chapter four, bro, I, I was just like, why? You know, just what's the point? You know, oh, got to take a piss. Sorry. Well, not even that, bro. Like I, I put my pencil or, you know, my pen down and everything like that. I didn't even really care for, you know, anything really. I was trying to eat my Chick-fil-A and everything. So I was just, you know, having my little Chick-fil-A moment. shout out. Yes, sir. But I don't know, man. I Now, now I kind of feel like it's being like really forced, you know, you know there, there's no outfit change you know same red lipstick you know i i, I don't know i just it's it she's a good I, I don't know if that's acting you know yeah. i mean she she definitely tears herself up in a good way she definitely choked up and everything like that so i'm not saying like acting for sure i mean i'm pretty sure the story it's probably like 65 35 but yeah, you know but yeah i mean the, the way she tells it i mean you can definitely tell like there's passion behind it and everything like that and then, of course, I'm all for, you know, a powerful woman, you know, somebody that, you know, or the way she was coming up, you know, a strong woman, stuff like that. So, I mean, that's always a good thing, but I'm not going to uh, beat that and everything. But, yeah, now now I just feel like it's just too much. So, what would you get from Chick-fil-A? Chick-fil-A, I had two uh, regular sandwiches with uh, American cheese and a large sweet tea. Our sweet tea, yeah, no fries, no, no oh, waffle no. fries. Oh no, no, I had to just go for two straight sandwiches. Yeah, I mean, get, yeah, I, I especially totally after that, the yeah. day, you know, I was like, I don't know, man, because Lexi, she said that she had ate like two hours ago. She was, yeah. so she wasn't really hungry. So I was like, I don't know how you can, or you know, do that to me. You know, I'm over here starving and stuff. Like, yeah. you ready to go ahead and give me some dang food? Yeah. You know, so. I don't know. It, it was just funny, like the little interaction that we had right there, because I was over there freaking riding and everything like that, and I'm over here looking at her, like every like three minutes. Have you ordered? Have you ordered? No. I don't know. I don't know. It was just funny, but yeah. Shout out to Chick Fil A, like you said. But I don't know, man. Yeah, I, I do the double entree as well. I will say, I go, I usually go Chick Fil A sandwich, no pickles. Okay. And then I will get a twelve count. Mm. Chick-fil-A nuggets with some Chick-fil-A sauce. Throw some Chick-fil-A sauce on the burger as well. You got the nuggets there. I'll get a blue Powerade, maybe a sweet tea as well. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I'm pretty flexible with the drinks, you know? But anyways, I had to get that little shout out there. That is 100% more interesting than the Lacey Evans stuff. (laughs) But anyways, (laughs) we will go ahead and move on here. Ronda Rousey versus... This is the main event. The whole beat the clock challenge. Now, what what the hell... What was the point? Like, who did... What did they win? Is this just to see who's better? Like, is this just a little, like you know pissing contests like to see like who can get win their match faster is that what the deal was yeah yeah they're, they're basically just trying to uh, 
yeah. whoever wins first. Because yeah, because I was trying time. to see if there was something up for grabs. Because typically when they do this, yeah. like say there's like a feud going on, and like all right, let's have a beat the clock challenge. Whoever gets the best time gets to pick the stipulation or oh, something okay. like that. There's gotcha, usually gotcha. something like because like what what's the point if you win? Like do you get bragging rights? That's like, why I was quite, kind of questioning the way uh, Ronda was walking out, all freaking happy as if she had like really won a real match against Charlotte or something. You know, like no, you had a match against uh, Shotzi. She at first she ran away about twenty seconds. She ran away. Yeah. I was like, what the heck? Then you know, so smart technique though. I will say, yeah. I mean, but I mean, I, I just didn't like the the opponents that they chose for me. You know, I felt like they could have like maybe put in that cat. What was her name? Cat? I don't even know who uh, Raquel Rodriguez. They gotta at least make them somewhat. Uh, at, at least like somebody that like Gunther was facing, something like that. You know, like one of those local yeah. performance. You know, I, I just felt like it was just a bad, bad choosing on opponents for these these two matches right here. Kind of just like puts a bad taste on the two. You know, I was yeah. Like, you don't want to see that's them. That's not go how you want to yeah. use them. You know. Cause I I was high on Shotzi and obviously I'm I'm not oh, gonna yeah. anytime oh, yeah. Aaliyah comes out I will not complain oh, like, yeah. that's just number one, but um anyways yeah so that's who Aaliyah or that's who Charlotte fights is Aaliyah and she doesn't beat the the challenge what was it like one forty one let me see yeah one forty one yeah Ronda beat Shotzi in one minute and forty one seconds Aaliyah barely escape or she barely survives I guess like because yeah. she was about to tap out she's about to say I quit. But she doesn't. And then Charlotte gets pissed off, goes after Drew Gulak again. Like, if, if I'm Drew Gulak, I'm staying the hell away from for Charlotte. Real, Anytime she's real. around me, I'm like, you're literally about to assault me. Like, I'm going somewhere else or press charges, number one. <laughs> or give her one of the one of those, one good time. All right? Mm-hmm. I'm not advocating any of that, but if she's going to freaking come at me and give me a boot, because that's what she did. She gave me a big boot. Boot right to the face. Like, while you're sitting there doing your job, mm-hmm. and she's mad at you because you didn't cheat, you didn't r- ring the bell, why the hell would you ring the bell? She didn't tap out. She didn't say, I quit. You're just doing your job. So she throws him in the ring, hits him over the back or in the neck or something with a with a ring bell. I mean, is there any point where somebody's going to help Drew Gulak? Is there any point where Drew Gulak is going to maybe, you know, just defend himself a little bit? Or is he just going to continue to get beat the hell out of on a weekly basis? I don't know, man. I mean... I'm, I'm, the the way that they're like utilizing him, you know, with like the interviewing and then like the I don't know what what job you'd call this the bell ringer, you know, that they had him at right now. Yeah, I think timekeeper, I guess. Is yeah, timekeeper, I guess. Or I mean, you know, he was just over there dinging that thing. You know, I don't know. But. Charlotte tried, was like, ding, ding. <laughs> couldn't do it. It was funny. Bro, it, it was funny, you know, just the way that he was like all happy about it. I guess you know, but I mean, yeah, this dude's like just bad place. Or wrong that place, big wrong time. Boot I was vicious. But yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. It's I kind of think that there's gonna be like him being involved, you know, a little this, bit. Okay, I get it. Yeah, yeah. a little bit longer. That's that's what I kind of see because uh, I just don't get no no reasoning why they would just like bring him out of nowhere. You know, I think yeah. there's gonna be something that he's helping, maybe Ronda in a way, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. There's really no telling at mm-hmm. this point. I do like that he's getting involved. I mean, I, I just wish it'd be a little bit different. Like, don't humiliate the guy by letting him get beat up by girls on a weekly Dude. basis. Like, come on. But even Ronda Rousey's gotten some, you know? She's even gotten in on him. I was going to ask, did it look like his nose was kind of, like, swollen or I something? Get, I didn't get a look, but, bro, it would not surprise me. He took yeah. that boot to the face, yeah, like, I legitimately. Like, I don't know. When girls go after guys, they feel like they could hit them harder. Like, they feel like because they're a guy, they can give some stiff shots. Hey, I'm a girl. It's not going to hurt him that bad. Well, I mean, when you put a size, however big, boot running right to his face and he's just sitting there, it's likely going to leave a mark. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I I, I just don't get why this dude is, like, taking this beating like this and just allowing it. Or, you know, at least uh, WWE allowing it, you know. Yeah. Just, uh, like I said, I think it just has something to do with, like, an advantage that Ronda's going to have down the road. I agree. So that does do it for us here on the SmackDown Review. That's how the show goes off the air. Ronda Rousey wins the Beat the Clock Challenge. I'm not really sure if uh, that's going to have any type of like payoff or anything like that or if it's just giving her some more bragging rights because right now Charlotte does have the bragging rights for getting the win at WrestleMania. So I guess we can just kind of see what happens there, see how it evolves 
you know, we got one more SmackDown before WrestleMania Backlash. So that's the go-home show. Yeah. And, you know, I'm ready for it. I, did you happen to see the tables match that they're going to be next week? I did not. I was fast-forwarding. If it was not a match, like, going on or a backstage package, I'm okay, sorry. Okay. I knew you were going to be here, so I was like, I cannot. I don't got the time for this. Well, I mean, I think that's going to be pretty uh, interesting. I, it, of course, it was just showing, like, the matches for next week. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, I, I wasn't quite sure, but, I mean, I have to check it out and everything like that. But I am interested in, in you know, tables match that was like a – a big deal for me whenever I was younger. And oh, like yeah. That. So, I mean, yeah, definitely ready to see that. But, I mean. Whether you're 6 or 60, tables matches will get you going. I promise you. I love tables matches. But, anyways, uh, with all that being said, I, I go ahead and sign off really quickly here. I do appreciate you guys for tuning in to the SmackDown Review. Obviously, hope you enjoyed it. Hope you will come back next week for the Go Home Show. Hopefully, we won't be quite as tired. I know me and John have been, some, you know, tired sobs here lately but hey it's just peak season you know like i said you know we we do like yard type work obviously so like right now we're doing a lot like we said last week we unloaded twenty five thousand dollars worth of flowers well tomorrow we're about to have to plant a good amount of those so it's not going to be fun by any means but hey it's just part of life and uh we're going to have some podcasts to listen to and all that good stuff and just, you know, get to look forward to a day off after that. So I hope you guys all have a damn good weekend, though. I hope you guys enjoy whatever it is that you have going on. Uh, is Mother's Day next weekend? It is, yeah, right? Okay, yeah, weekend. never mind. I was going to give a quick shout-out. We'll save that for next weekend. But anyways, <clears throat> excuse me. I hope you guys all have a damn good weekend. Get some rest. Get some chill time. Whatever it is that you're going to do, if you're going to go out and enjoy the spring, wherever you're from, I'm not really sure what type of weather you're getting right now where we live we really don't get good weather. I mean, if it's not extremely hot, the wind's usually blowing like hell. And if it's the wind's not blowing like hell and it's not hot, then it's probably like unbelievably chilly or something like that. Just, I don't know. It's, it's crazy. The Texas Panhandle, look it up. It is a nightmare when it comes mm-hmm. to weather. But anyways, guys, it is late as hell. So we're going to go ahead and sign off here. But hope you guys all have a damn good weekend. Like I've said probably like three times, walk passionately in the direction of your dreams. And I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the WWE Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a show or head to wwepodcast.com. And for all of these shows ad-free, head over to patreon.com slash WWE Podcast. Until then, we'll see you next time.